Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Black Soul Radio. Uh, yeah, we're not going to be doing all this intro stuff because, look, I love it with you guys. I have been, I've been sick for like the past week and a half to two weeks. Couldn't even get, couldn't get out of bed. It hurt, everything. It hurts to think. So it's just like, so yeah, I I needed time to you know to get get well and recuperate. But I am back, and uh, we got ourselves. We, we got ourselves a doozy, cause uh, <laughs> because I mean we uh, the the well you know what let's uh, let's t- let's take ba- let's take baby steps here because this one is I I found this I found this completely by accident here so uh, so uh, yeah the. It may sound it may it it may seem weird for a black guy to be doing a podcast about black people uh, on Black History, you know, the first uh, week of Black History Month or whatever, and then talking about white privilege and supremacy. But hey, we got. But hey, in this case, as much as I really don't want to, it's got to be done because this actually the the significance of it just continues to to baffle me in at least in the comparison of how we are treated so i'll i'll read the headlines and pretty i'm pretty sure for those of you who uh, who have checked it out or who have kept up with the story you'll know exactly why so anyway prosecutors don't know kyle rittenhouse's whereabouts seek arrest warrant a judge allowed rittenhouse now 18 of antioch illinois to be released in november on two million dollar cash bail. Yeah, you heard that right. Kyle Ridden. For those who don't know, Kyle Rittenhouse was uh Well, actually, you know what? I could just read. The, I could. Just, the article's pretty short. I could read the. I, I'll read the article because it can explain it. Explain damn near everything better than I could. So here goes. Uh, yeah, he's currently awaiting trial for shooting deaths of two men who were protesting the police shooting of Jacob Blake. Prosecutors filed a motion on Wednesday saying the court was unable to deliver a hearing notice for Rittenhouse at the address he listed at his home on his release paperwork. The notice was returned to the court because a forwarding address was not known. Prosecutors wrote in their filing, uh... Rittenhouse failed to notify the court of a change of address or telephone number within 48 hours. They asked the judge to increase Rittenhouse's bail by 200000 for the violation and issue a warrant for his arrest. Prosecutors say, said they were unable to monitor Rittenhouse's whereabouts because he failed to notify him that he moved. Rittenhouse's cash bond was raised from online supporters. He has claimed he acted in self-defense. Prosecutors wrote in their filing Wednesday that Rittenhouse, quote, demonstrated his carefree attitude by going to a bar immediately after his arraignment on January 5th, 2021, and drinking three beers in the company of known Proud Boys while flashing white supremacist signs and wearing a free-as-fuck shirt. Kenosha detectives said they they went to the apartment Rittenhouse listed as, as his address, and a man said he had rented the apartment since December 15th. And Rittenhouse no longer lived there. Prosecutors said Rittenhouse failed to correct the address on a document signed January 22nd. Rittenhouse's defense attorney filed a response to the prosecutor's motion, objecting to the bond increase. 
Mark Richards said Rittenhouse and his family have received death threats since the Kenosha shootings. He said they moved to a, a safe house and deleted their social media accounts. Richards claimed upon Rittenhouse's release, he was told to not to disclose the location of his safe house. He said a member of the defense team contacted prosecutors to provide Rittenhouse's new address if it was filed under seal because of safety concerns. Richards said the prosecutor refused that request. He said he would provide Rittenhouse's current address if it were kept confidential by the court. Prosecutors said that decision would be left up to a judge. Rittenhouse's next scheduled court appearance is March 10th, but a hearing on the new, on the new motion could be held sooner. If convicted, Rittenhouse faces up to life in prison. All right, that, so that was, uh, I would say it was quick and painless, but it really wasn't. Um, so yeah, for those who don't know, Rittenhouse was that, he was that, uh, at the time, 17-year-old boy who is now an 18-year-old grown man who killed two, who killed two guys. He shot, he shot into a crowd that was protesting the, uh, the shooting of Jacob Blake. He hit three people and killed two, two people, two men. So that alone that alone already proves that you know he was he was pretty much a menace, at, at, and that's just the ni- that's the nicest word I could use for this entire for this entire BS. Because it was like, if I re- if I recall correctly, like uh, w- when this first was, was reported, they mentioned about like how he was walking by police and other uh, white supremacists or, and stuff. And, you know, he was holding up the white power sign and stuff. He was congratulated by police and given, I think, a water bottle and stuff. You know, they, it, it, it was just, it, it, it was surreal to, uh, to witness. It was surreal. And then, um, and then afterward, he was able to go back be, uh, because, be, because when this happened, he had, uh, when, when he had shot it, when he had shot uh, the three people and killed two, this was in uh, in Wisconsin, but he's from Illinois, so he so he he crossed the state line illegally, you know, holding illegally holding a firearm, and then killed two people. It, now I I know some I know folks who who have been who have been in jail. Some are still in jail on on just simply illegally owning a gun. Adults just illegally owning a firearm. And it's like ain't no ain't no uh, no if ands or buts about it, man. It's like, look, you gonna serve you gonna serve your time, and then we are gonna let you go and move on or whatever. This this, however, they were they just like the the fact that that he was able to go home, that he was able to do this in front of police, able to go home, and then only and only only on the next day did they did they actually come and get him and bring him back to Wisconsin. You know, and even then. This story gets this story gets weirder because it's like they gave him two okay yeah they gave him a two million dollar uh cash bail okay they should have at least made it illegal for him to well according to the law it's I guess it's not illegal for people to um to fundraise or whatever because they they created a GoFundMe account white supremacists created a GoFundMe account so he could be released then he goes back down to Illinois he goes back down to Illinois and has a beer is on you know on social media and stuff you know wearing a free as fuck shirt or whatever like that it's like that right there should that i could have sworn that's like some type of violation or whatever because even though even if you are 18 i didn't i didn't know in illinois you know you only had to be 18 to, to start drinking beer i could have sworn that you know the federal law was 20 was 21 
but but what do I know? I could be wrong on that. My point is, my point is though, it's like everything or nearly everything on this short article just reeks of white of white supremacy of what no i'm sorry of white privilege that's the word i'm looking for and black history would would not in my opinion black history would not be truly um you know it's like in other words white privilege is is somehow in a in some kind of pseudo way is connected to black history because a lot of the things that happen to us, you know, during black history and stuff, it's like with white, with white privilege, white privilege has been a beautiful, beautiful firewall for white folk. And we as black people have witnessed this no matter what area you grew up or were raised in or born in. Because, I mean, now... I've been on probation before, you know, it's, I've, I've made no secret, you know, you know, no secret that, you know, I, I had been arrested, you know, went to court, all that good stuff. And, I, and, you know, I was put on probation. Now, probation, they gave me some strict rules, you know, you know, one of them being, you know, you're not allowed to own a firearm or whatever like that. You know, you I think the fourth I think it was the Fourth Amendment. Right. Which is the, the right to refuse um, a search you know, like a search in your home or a search of your, of your vehicle or whatever, you know, I've temporarily forfeited that, forfeit that right while on parole or on probation and stuff. So it's like, you know, okay. It's like, okay, but it it sucks, but it's like, Hey, you know what? I'm technically convicted. So it's like, Hey, while I'm serving the sentence, this is what it is. And, but there are also rules and regulations that, that came with it. Like such as if I decided to move now here in Indiana, at least here in uh, Northwest Indiana, the rule was if if I were if you're planning on moving or changing your telephone number, you ha- you have to inform them within 72 hours. And as far as the former goes, um, it has to be approved. So it's probably better for you to let them know even even earlier, because if they don't approve of where you're going to or whatever like that, you know, then it gives you more time to, to, to readjust what, whatever, you know, to readjust whatever it was you were doing. So it's like, eh, okay. You know, it's, it's like, you know, something like that. But I guarantee, man, I have talked to people who were on probation or on parole and they're like, man, I made a simple mistake. It's like, man, I was like, and, it, and yeah, it depends on who the parole officer was or the probation officer or whatever. But it was like, they like, man, look, I was like two minutes late and they were threatening to, to take me to court and and uh and 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 strip me of and strip me of my probation or whatever. This dude literally has been has lied on paperwork. He just up and left, didn't inform anyone, changed his telephone number, didn't tell anyone. So he's been he's been violating a lot. And while I do agree with the arrest warrant because that's what's supposed to happen, that two hundred thousand uh, dollar addition for uh for bail that that that's not gonna do shit it's really not the only the only way that that would actually do something is if you actually make it illegal for outside funding in other words it has to come the family has to rate no not even raise it the family has to um has to have this money already that's the you know the, the family has to take this money out of their own bank account you know which I don't think they can legally do, but it's like that, that it's like if that, if they were able to raise $2 million, no, scrap. If, 
if Rittenhouse was able to get $2 million or whatever, you know, from GoFundMe and all that good stuff, two, $200,000 ain't going to do nothing unless you put some, unless you put some serious restrictions on it. That's the, that's the, that's the only way that that's going to work out. So anyway, going going back down or whatever like that is again, and the article makes note of it. It says his cash bond was raised from online supporters. So there's that. Now, this was the thing that got me because they said that they said that okay, he listed his, when they came to the address that was listed. They the man who the man who was living the man who was now living there had been living there since December twenty. I mean December fifteenth. And that and told them that Rittenhouse no longer lived there. So Rittenhouse and them moved uh, before this, probably more than likely, probably uh, before. Well, you know, clearly, obviously, uh, before December 15th. And yet when uh, but then they said when Rittenhouse signed a document to correct the address, he failed to do so on January 22nd. Once again, white privilege rears its ugly head because basically the dude just by he violated the terms of his release because he's supposed to let you know within 48 hours when they, when he, when he moves and when or, or you know when he changes telephone numbers and stuff. Didn't do that. So so you know uh, as a so as a black man, if I did that, I'm pretty much going at least going back to jail to report to court uh to you know, answer the question: Why didn't I I, I let uh, somebody know what was going on? Then they gave him a, another chance to change everything. He failed to correct the address on a document that that was that he signed on January twenty second. And now they can't find him. It's just like. Mm. Now I do now as far as now I will say this the fact that that the prosecutor refute um they said R- Richards was was told not to disclose the location of his safe house Richards I I I get it's like I'm pretty sure you know he's a he or she you know they fear for their life but it's like man look this person innocent people people who truly have done something out of self defense don't just run away they don't just they don't just disappear like that social i mean okay look i understand the social media you know sh- shit like that happens but it's like hmm they just they just disappeared no phone number for you to trace no address for you to tra- trace and the only person who does have it refuses to give it out of direct unless under duress because they are afraid because they they're afraid of their for their lives now it's just like this. This right here, it it is. It's just a small. It's just a small. Uh, it's just it's just a small nugget of the overall of the overall BS that we as black people have to deal with on a regular basis. Because it's just like you know when, when people go, oh, white privilege doesn't exist, or white supremacy doesn't exist. That's this right here. This right here is proof. I counted so many. You know, I counted quite, quite, a, quite a decent amount. You know, it's not a like you know a laundry list or a grocery list, but I counted a decent chunk of 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 um of crimes being committed with with all of this. And it is um, and if any one of us as black people did that, 
you know, if, if we did even just one of those, we, if that we're looking at automatic, at least automatic one year in jail, maybe six months if you don't have any priors, six to nine months, maybe, I don't know. So it's like, so it's like when I, when I really, so when I really take into account all the, the crap, it's like, okay, 17 year old white boy illegally, illegally owns a firearm. That right there is a charge in, in and of itself. First of all, 17 in many states is old enough to be tried as an adult. So can't really you can't really use. Oh, well, he's a little boy. Oh, well, he should have stayed in a little boy's place and stayed his dumb ass home. So that's first and foremost. If we're just if we're if we're going by using. If, if the law really was fair and balanced, as people claim, as you know, people claim it, it is. Then that alone should be enough to, to put him in jail without uh, without parole or at the very least juvenile hall, juvenile detention until he turns 18. So there so there's that BS uh, thrown on thrown thrown away. Then you have um, the fact that he shot at people. Oh, yeah. No, actually, before we get to that, he crossed state lines illegally with the firearm with with, with a uh, military grade firearm. So that's number two. Number three, he shot he shot people. He shot at people and wound up hitting three of them, and then killed two of them. So, the, one could argue now that there there's a rule a law that I learned where it's like if you take ten steps before doing committing a crime, it's premeditated. So, this is pre this, this is arguably, um, premeditated. This was a premeditated uh, attack. And basically premeditated murder because he walked up to the crowd. He walked up to the crowd and shot into the crowd. He was nowhere. He, he was nowhere near the crowd in terms of like where any of them could get their hands on him. Cause after he did it. Yeah. After he did it, he walked right. He walks right back, you know, got a few high fives, a few cheers from white folk on, on his side. And then went and then just went back home like nothing ever happened. Then after the whole thing with him going, being finally being arrested the next day, going to jail, being, uh, you know, being bailed out and all that good stuff. Then he takes pictures of himself drinking beers at the age of 18. Wearing a free as fuck shirt. After stating that, um, you know, after state claiming that this was all in self-defense. And now he ha- and now you get to add running away and disappearing, failing to you know uh running basically one could argue um he's basically on the lamb. He's basically on the lamb because because when the court sent information, you know, the court sent information um about his hearing or whatever to him via the mail, it was sent back to him because there was there was no forwarding uh, address. They had no forwarding address um, to uh, on file to send it to, which which actually which actually make makes me makes me ask a very important question: How did you miss that? Because I guarantee you, let a black person not put down a, uh, you know a new forwarding at even a. a not even a forwarding address, just the new address. You know, not even informing you that this is what's happening. You know, I'm I'm considering moving. 
you know, I'm, I'm leaving or whatever like that. Or, you know, my family is planning on because I mean, he's taking he's 18 years old, still still living with his parents. So it's like, OK, one could argue, hey, you know, he didn't make the decision to move and, or leave or whatever. But, you know, it's still his responsibility, especially now that he's 18. He's an adult. It is your responsibility to let people know this. But when but when you got white, but when white privilege is, is in effect, it none of that matters. It just it just doesn't. And the simple fact that it's like we as black people, we, the fact that if we even think about doing stuff like that, it's like, oh, it's like, you know, as Deja Pell will say, you know, an old black person be like, be like, brother, don't do don't do that, man. That's that's five to ten. So it's like. It, it, it's, it's like the fact the fact that, you know, well, we, I mean, we already knew white supremacy is, is, a, is a white supremacy and white privilege is alive and well. I mean, because even when you take even when you take it off of just Kyle Rittenhouse and put it on white society as a whole, it's like, you know, look no further than than the than the chaotic, um, you know, the, the insurrection and the after effects of it. You, we have a uh, oh, God, I can't remember her name, but uh, she's she's a part of the um, the House of Representatives. She had made a tweet or made some type of social media uh, post about executing fellow politicians that she didn't like or that she didn't agree with that right there should be grounds for an immediate expulsion but here come but here come uh most of the republicans going oh you just blew that out of proportion she literally called for her colleagues to be executed if they did not agree with her as a white woman all because she she basically uh she basically uh felt like the insurrection was taken out of context. Bruh, what the, f- are we, I honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that, that I'm so used to hearing that I'm like, I'm put it this way. I'm not surprised that this is happening. I'm just surprised that it's just, I'm just surprised that it took this long for the, for, you know, things like this to be exposed. Like that, that's, that's really, that's really my, my only thing with that. It's just the fact that it took this long for it to, for for, for this to be exposed because because it's like a lot of people are just like oh goodness we can't believe that this happened no I can I'm just surprised that it found that that it was finally exposed because and most of the time by the time something like this something like that is exposed th- that's typically a part of their lifestyle ha- bar none hands down this is typically a part of their lifestyle this is this is a, this is a uh, ingrained. It's almost ingrained in their DNA at this point. This is the lifestyle that they or the mindset that they believe that they believed in for years, possibly generations. They they learned it or they you know they live it. Their 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 parents lived it. Grandparents, great grandparents, so on and so forth lived it to some degree. So it's like you can't tell me that oh they just adopted this just recently. Hell no. Most most politicians even now are fighting in favor of Trump, even though he's no longer in office. It's like, who is like the same, this is the same system that put Trump in, Trump in office. Now that same, that same system put him, put him out the, the electoral college. And now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's a fraud. It's a sham. You know, uh, we need to have a reelection or whatever like that. We're not going to accept Biden as our, as, as the president. It's like, this is, this is very similar 
to the civil right to I mean not civil rights but uh, the civil war or rather afterwards it's like it, it, it's like uh, when the civil war was going on the confederacy has seceded from the United States they said we are no longer members of the United States we don't we do not accept it we do not agree with it we do not uh, adopt it we are we are our own uh, our own nation I think they even they were even pushing to call themselves the, they were like the United the United uh, Confederacy of a, or something like that. Point is, they were and they were anti-American. And what happened? White privilege reared its ugly head because typically when someone says that they are an enemy of of the of the nation, you know, typically they are treated as enemies of the nation. They are thrown in prisons and stuff like that. You know, um, you know to to pay the price for the crimes in which which were committed because. You had those who were anti-American who killed real Americans. Nope. What did they get? They got a pat on the back, a, hu- a, a few handshakes, and they got, and most of them got their land back for free. So they didn't learn anything. They never, many of them didn't never change. They just, they just kept it. They, they kept their beliefs on the hush hush. They kept their beliefs on the low, and as a result. White supreme white privilege uh, could just continued on and on and on and on and on and on, and you know just the idea just the idea that you know um, that it's still going on to this day. White, in other words, I will honestly say this: it white white privilege is is like that very it's like that that it's like that it's like the cousin. It's like the cousin of, of white supremacy that comes around that like, you know, it comes around every so every so often. They hang they don't always hang out around each other, but when they do, when they do, you know some damage is gonna be done. I mean, we saw with Breonna Taylor, we saw with George Floyd, we saw with um with a what's what's his name? Uh with Jacob Blake. You know, with, with with Sandra Bland, you know, we 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 have seen this. Um, hell, we we see it now. We're seeing it now with uh, damn it. Um, I just talked about this with um. I just talked about this with a very close friend of mine on our on our uh, on our live a live podcast on stereo. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about it. With uh, uh, the I can't I can't remember the names at the top of my head um right now, but um, but. The black woman who was beaten up by her her white NFL uh, white NFL uh, boyfriend, and it's like the NFL has not get, as far as I know I haven't read anything about the NFL giving out an official statement. There hasn't been you know uh, the police report was out, but it's like but but it, but it's, it's like look at this. The white is like this dude literally who keep in mind he towers over her by comparison. He is far big. He is far larger and far stronger than, than she is physically. Beat beats and chokes the ever le- the ever loving life. He basically number one abusive physically. He physically abused. He physically abused her. Probably had been doing this before. So he beats the he beats and chokes the ever loving shit out of her until she literally is unconscious. Then doesn't call doesn't call nine one one doesn't do any of that doesn't even try to get rid of the body no the 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 demented sick motherfucker literally has dinner 
he eats dinner next to her, what he thought was her lifeless body. Just as if, as if, as if he was just eating dinner next to the, next to the family and next to the family dog or something. Only, and when, surprisingly to him, surprising to him, she begins to stir. She begins to start waking up. And, and all he has to say is, you're alive. So it's like, now, yeah, he is, he was arrested and stuff, but obviously, obviously, you know, cash bail, all that kind of stuff. NFL more than likely is going to sweep this, sweep this under the rug. That's to be expected. It is what it is because it's just like, but this is where white privilege comes. This is where white privilege comes into, into effect because it's like, it's like, you know, black, it's like a black, uh, a black uh, football player was accused of rape and they, every, they dropped him. You know, you got the whole, you got the whole thing, uh, uh, and I'm, and I'm talking about two different incidents. The, the first one was the, uh, the most well-known, which was uh, the Antonio Brown situation, which, you know, of, of course, after, after much uh, investigation, there, there was nothing substantial with that. Now, granted, you know, he's, not, he's still not in the league because of other reasons, you know. But, just that, but, but you know, but this, I, I, I make mention of that because, it's like, he had just been signed to the, to the, uh, to, to the, uh, the New England Patriots and didn't even get. I don't even think he got a chance to play a single game with them because shortly after he was signed with them, that's when that's when uh, when those allegations came out, and they dropped him damn near damn near on the spot. So it's like okay, and Alec, and like I said, this is not about the you know victim blaming or shaming and stuff like that or whatever like that. I'm going by what the on what the uh, the reports and stuff have stated. You know, they 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 conducted an investigation and they didn't they found uh, nothing substantial enough to uh to charge him officially but the fact that they had enough that they felt they had enough reason to just get rid of him you know that being one of the major reasons was just it in comparison to this whereas like the dude the dude literally tried to kill he tried to kill this black woman he tried to kill his, his black girlfriend Oh, and did oh, and and, and here, here's the part where white supremacy comes into play. As I said, these two are these two are like cousins that are that aren't always around each other, but damage will be done. But you know, damage will be done when they are. He he did all of this because she refused to bow to him. You, you heard you heard me correctly. Because she because she refused to bow down to him like a like a like a peasant would do their their ruler he basically he assaulted her tried to kill attempted murder and i and, and yes i'm going on a limb i'm going out there and stating that because he literally when she come when she starts coming to he literally looks at her and goes calmly you're alive and then goes back to eating goes back to eating dinner like it's nothing now i i've heard i've heard black men catch a lot catch a lot of hell for that oh you know y'all be y'all want us to keep quiet and this and that or whatever like that and and like i said this is not against uh there's nothing against black women or whatever like that because that's a whole conversation for another day but the idea that is like you know 
I'm not, we're not hearing nothing about this. Nothing, hardly nothing in the media. Hardly, you know, now you, you know, when you don't, you, you know, when you can't, when you don't see hardly nothing on, on social media, you know, something's going on. There is no, there is no explanation you can give me for why a white man would choke and beat up a black woman under the guy with the, with the pretense that he wanted her to bow down to him without there being some type of racial motivation. I'm sorry. No white person that I know of ever demands a black person demand, uh, uh, I mean, demands a black person to do something like that unless it's racially, racially motivated. <clears throat> you know, it, 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 it just baffled, which, of course, if if a if a real prosecutor actually took the case, one could argue, hey, you could probably throw in a, a hate crime. Because basically, because basically, according to the context, a white man attacked a black woman because she refused to acknowledge that he, to she refused to physically acknowledge that he was superior to her. And I'm sorry, there, there, there's just nothing, nothing that anyone can tell me uh, to convince me that this that this wasn't because he's a he's a big, burly white man and she was a small she was a, a far smaller, uh, a much smaller uh, black woman. And stuff. And look, I, I, I will be honest, I will be honest, I, I have nothing against interracial relationships. Personally, I don't. And in general, you love who you love if you you know if if you if you love if you truly love somebody regardless of you know whatever race you, your your love your that love will show i have seen store i have read and and and, and seen stories uh you know like in documentaries and stuff of black men white women or, or black women white men you know from like the 50s the 60s 70s or whatever like that you know coming you know trying you know falling in love with each other risking their their lives you know or livelihoods or whatever like that you know there, there was a risk on both ends put it that way to so that they because they wanted they wanted this was a part of their happiness they wanted to be with each other and they were and they were willing to go through whatever necessary in order to achieve that happiness and it's like okay yeah you you can argue that um that you know yeah this is a beautiful love story but now it's almost like it, it's it's almost like interracial relationships have become kind of a of a um, of a joke for the most part, because the majority of them it's always like you know oh white boys do it you know here I you know you hear you might hear a black person go white white boys or white girls do it better or whatever like that or and then then it's like in other words like now nowadays there I see a lot of issues with 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 the concept of interracial uh, relationships, mainly on the basis of, um, of it's almost like a game. For example, how come I, how come we don't, I'm not saying they don't exist, but how come we don't, we don't hear nothing about, you know, like a Hispanic or a Mestiza uh, person and an Asian person or a Native American person with somebody with, with a different race or an indigenous person with a, with another race, you know, you know, I want to see a, a Vietnamese woman and a a, a, a a Puerto Rican man, or a Cuban woman with a 
you know, with a, uh, a Chinese or a Japanese man or a, or a Taiwanese man. It, 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 it's like, come on, inter- interracial means interracial. But the poster children for it are always black folk, always black and white folk. And more specifically, the main ones that are that, that get that get featured are white man, black woman. And to me, you know, growing like even as a little boy, growing up and seeing this kind of stuff, it's like stuff like this has never sat has never sat well with me. I was always curious as curious as to why that is, because I would always ask, how come how come I don't it's like, okay, where's the black family at? Why am I always seeing a, it's like, okay, I'll see a white man and a white woman on a, on a Huggies, on the, on the Huggies box growing up. I'll see, you know, I've seen a single black woman, but, and then I'll see, uh, I'll see a white man and a black woman. I don't see no, no single black father, you know, now, yeah, just recently, maybe a few years ago, they, they, they finally did that, you know, uh, a black father and a black baby, but then it's like, okay, where, where, where's the black family? It's like, it's like, man, this, 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 this whole thing with, you know, it, it's like the fact that interracial relationships have been viewed as this amazing thing now, this, this superior thing in comparison to, to black, to just your, 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 your average or casual black relationship or black marriage. It's just, it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling in the sense that, um, yeah, it's mind-boggling in the sense that it's not, after all these years, it's still not normalized. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand why it is not normalized. Because to see a happy black family, to witness a happy black family, you know, even going into the, what, the, 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 uh, the stereotype that, that, yeah, the stereotype that I, I hear now on social media that, um, oh, well, why don't, uh, you know, relationships now uh, last long. Oh, because, you know, women couldn't have a bank account. And then it's like, it's like, okay, yes, that is true in some cases, maybe in a lot of cases. But to say that forever, but to, but to try to play that, to play that BS off, like it is the, um, like it was the only reason or, or it is the, um, it was the main reason why relationships stuck together. Because keep in mind, in the 90s, a woman could, I believe, yeah, I believe in the 90s, women could have their own bank account. I can't speak for the eighties because I was born in, in the nineties. My mama had her own bank account while Mary, while Mary's and my dad, she had her own bank account. She had a bank account. You know, she had a bank account. I think my mama still has a bank account, uh, in, in her, in her own name. So it's like, okay, my mama did not leave my father because she, because she didn't have her or rather she didn't stay with him. She stayed with him for a whole different reasons or whatever like that, you know, given the, the, the circumstances of, you know, that led to the divorce. But it's like, Okay, some people stayed with each other because they understood through thick, you know, through they understood the nature and the values of wedding vows in sickness and in health, richer for poor, for better or for worse. Now, don't get me wrong. Better or for worse does not does not equal, um, you know, accepting abuse. I want to make that I want to make that perfectly clear. But when you have this reality that this is why black relationships don't work out. But then you got these these interracial relationships where white people are doing the exact same thing. And yet now all of a sudden we're quiet. Now, all of a sudden, we don't say these. We don't talk about it. That is a form of white privilege right there. I'm I'm not here. I don't. And I'm not saying that black women aren't doing it, but or black men aren't doing it either. But it's like I don't hear much about 
stuff like this. I don't hear about, about you know, when white people are abusive to black people, be it from a subtle or overt or, overt or, or subtle uh, ways. It's like, it's like, yo, where, where's the outrage? Where is this? Where is that? And it's, it's, it's just like, you know, I, look, I know some people who go across the board. They like, look, we don't tolerate this foolishness from anybody. And I, and I respect those people great immensely because I'm that way. I don't care if you're white, black, purple, green, yellow, blue, whatever. I, one, thing I, one thing that I don't tolerate is a man putting his hands on a woman in a threatening manner. I don't, I don't care if you're, you could be my favorite NFL player of all time. You could be my favorite basketball player of all time. Look, if I heard, you know, if I heard something uh, that Michael, you know, about Michael Jordan, and I love Michael Jordan. I believe he is the GOAT or whatever like that. But it's like at the same time, him being my greatest, my favorite player is not going to change the fact that this is like, okay, dude is, is like, if dude is, especially currently, if he is currently abusive, physically abusive to his wife or to his children and stuff, especially physically so, then it's like, yo, I want nothing to do. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm not going to be a fan of the person. Yes, I understand the legacy, the basketball legacy speaks for itself and that legacy cannot be torn down by, by just that. But it's like, but it's like, as far as the person themselves, I won't, I, I don't support the person. The same thing with R. Kelly. It's like, once I've realized what was going on with the whole, uh, you know, back in, what was it, 2002, with the whole peeing thing on a 14-year-old girl, it's like, yo, it's like, I can't, I can't support this. I ain't listened to a, I ain't listened to a single, and I grew up on R. Kelly. You know, I, I grew up on songs, you know, Bump and Grind, and I Believe I Can Fly, and uh, You Saved Me, and all the you know, the, the uh, Trapped in the Closet series. I grew up on that stuff. That stuff was catchy. If I so much as even heard, if, if I heard the, the little the, the little whistle or whatever from uh, the Trapped in the Closet series, it's like, it's like, man, I, I grew, like in middle school, we used to stop what we were doing in school, in, in class, and we would, we, we, we would start, we would start acting out the, 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 the different episodes and stuff like that. That's how, that that's how good this man's music was. But it's like, you look at what, but, but once you, I knew, once I knew about what was going on, it's like, man, look, man, ain't gonna be no more step in the name of love. Uh, at, at least not, at least not playing for me. Shoot. Because, it, because it's like, because it's like, okay, I, I recognize now that I know what's going on, I act accordingly to it. So ain't, so ain't nothing I can do about it. So, but at the same time, it's like, same thing with, with, with Elvis. It's like now, granted, I wasn't listening to Elvis's music anyway, but it's just like the reality is I acknowledge that this was this was who Elvis was. It's like you know, if we gonna talk, about, it's like I'm the type of person. If we gonna talk about R. Kelly and a 14 year old girl, then we gonna we gotta talk about you know, uh, you know, someone like Jerry, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis marrying a 14 year old girl, which I think was a family member, which makes it even worse. Uh, Elvis messing around with uh. You, you know, messing around or getting married to a, to to a little girl, it's it's, it's like it's, it's like you know, I'm ain't, ain't no ain't no discrimination ain't no discrimination uh in in, this, in my world. If if you if you are if, if you are a pervert like if you a pervert you a pervert and I'm gonna call you that. You know, and and look, I even take it I even take it a step further by it's like, hey, if if a woman does it regardless of race or color, then same rule applies. 
the same rule applies. You know, you know, it, 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 it's funny how the the whole thing with you know uh, Bill Cosby drugging folks, or you know drugging women or whatever like that, and you know pos- you know having sex with them or whatever like that is like, oh yeah, 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 that's wrong. He deserved to be in jail, but then the Cardi B thing was just like we just we we just forgot about that. We 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 just forgot about that. Like like she like she didn't admit that she was drugging men and robbing them. You know, and look, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna, gonna make a joke about feel good and no. What's wrong is wrong. You you you're talking about straight up felonies over here, and we just throw that we just swept that under the rug like it was nothing. Now I understand why she had not been taken to court because apparently the folks ain't um I, as far as I heard ain't nobody throwing nothing out there. But my 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 point to wrap all this up is simple. I don't discriminate. I am not going to discriminate simply because you are a man, a woman, white man, black man, black woman, none, none of that. Alien, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's just that's just my that's just that's just how how I how I go how I approach situations. In the same. But the fact that, I, you know, like I said, the, everything with Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, he's just a small, a small brick in the wall that is white supremacy. And the fact that, you know, things like, you know, things like the insurrection and these and many of these politicians and the football player pre- trying basically going out of his way to try to kill a black woman simply because she would not she would not give in to his supremacist ego these are things that are very very int- that are very int- intricate 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 they're very important in black history because it is something that is still going on to this day and if and we who believe that black history is all year round we are black history Everything, what we do, who we are, is historical. <clears throat> I mean, we're like, you know, white folks called us roaches, you know, decades ago or whatever. I'd like to call us, you know, we, we're like, we're nearly like immortals. Because it's just like, you kill one of us and like five or six of us pop up. It's like, it's like no matter what they do, they just can't get rid of us. I mean... And it's just, and the reality behind that is just, it is, it is awe-inspiring. But the fact that white supremacy still exists, the fact that that not well, not not only that it still exists, that white uh, privilege and white supremacy are still around, but that they are basically still thriving. It, it is enough to let you know that hey, we we have to keep our eyes open. You know, one of one of my favorite one of one of my favorite um, you know one of my one of my favorite uh, hist- uh, black hi- historical uh, figures is Malcolm X. While every even honestly, even as a young as a young you know growing up as a child, I wanted to know while everyone else was knowing more about Martin Luther King, I wanted to know about you know they had kind of glossed over. I went to a Christian school, so I guess that might have been why. But they they glossed over um, Malcolm X. I wanted to know more because it's like, okay, we talking about Martin Luther King and I'm hearing about marches and him going to jail and stuff. It's like, 
yo, I want to, it's like, but who is this Malcolm X guy? And just from hearing his speeches and seeing how significant, the significance of his speeches are still going around to this day. You know, in, in other words, that they are the, the significance of his words are still today. You know, I'm not going to quote anything from the, uh, the Audubon uh, meeting, but I remember something, something he has stated about in order to gain the solutions to our problems, we have to start looking out. Look out at how other nations solve their problems and look and look at how their nation uh, benefits or is is, uh, you know, how it is affected as a result. And it's like. It's like even it's like even now with the with everything going on with uh, the the relief, the relief checks and stuff it's like folks, you know, folks in, in Congress, you know, like AOC and Bernie Sanders, they're like, man, we should be giving folks like two thousand dollars a month. You know, as an incentive to keep them home. New Zealand, I, I think New Zealand did that or something, something like that, where they paid their people to stay home. They got their numbers down. Now, as far as them getting the, uh, the, the, uh, the vaccine and stuff like that, it's like they're not a, they're not in any any real big rush to get it. Yeah, they, they would like to get it so they can, you know, open the border, their borders back up to for tourism and stuff. But. But over here, you got white, you have white supremacists that are like me, me, me. We're still under capitalism and stuff, which is, I believe is also part of uh, white, white privilege and supremacy. But again, I'll go, I'll probably, maybe I'll talk about that at some other point. I don't know. But in the meantime, the fact that we're still, we're still operating under a system that, that benefits white folk more than anything. And at the cost and detriment to non-white people. That should kind of let you know right there is like still the significance is, um, you know, it's still significant. And it's like, you know what? Hey, it's, it's like, hey, why not talk about it? So that's all. So that's all I got to say for the, for the time being, guys. You know, um, I'll, hopefully I'll come up with something far more exciting and stuff. I know next week, um, next week is, is, is uh, what, two days before Valentine's Day. So it's like, you know, two day, yeah, two days before Valentine's Day. Um, so, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be, that's when, um, that's when me and my one, my wonderful, wonderful partner, Catherine, will be, um, we'll be back on stereo, we'll be back on stereo, uh, with our live, with our live, um, our live podcast. Uh, let's talk about it, you know, for, you know, just, you know, just, just throwing, just throwing in some, uh, you know, just letting you all know ahead of time. And, uh, yeah, basically, and basically, uh, just, just, just trying to get back into the swing of things now that I'm, I'm much better. I got, I got my voice back and stuff. Um, and well, well, for lack of, in hopes of making this, this already long post, uh, uh, shorter, I will see you guys next week. I love you. Thank you for the support. And you can support me on, on here on anchor or Spotify or where, google or apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast you know um thanks for the support and i will see you all next week